0: This episode is sponsored by Moving Beyond the Page, homeschool curriculum for hands-on, creative, and gifted learners. Learn more at www.movingbeyondthepage.com.
1: Welcome to the Savvy Homeschool Moms Podcast, episode number 31. In this episode, the moms chat about postcards from youth, Peru, bitty bedtime stories, and summer planning and learning.
0: <laughs> mom, mom, where's my mom, math book?
1: Honey, where's my glasses? Mom,
0: Can I have a drink?
1: Mom. Why is a dog wearing a tutu? Mom. Where are my shoes? Mom. Honey, is this one of your science projects in the fridge? Mom. I'm hungry. I'm Tina. I'm Becky. And we're, and we're the, the Savvy, savvy Homeschool moms. moms.
0: So what's the time code this week to skip to the end of our chit chat?
1: 13 minutes, 55 seconds.
0: And how have you guys been since our last recording?
1: Oh, pretty good. I had some exciting news coming from my brother this last, uh, couple weeks or so. My brother finally produced his, um, photo book. And in case people who are tuning in late don't realize the, uh, one of our advertisers is actually, I'm advertising for my brother. <laughs> it's the postcards from youth. Um, he actually went to Peru at one point, a couple years back, I think it was, and, um, took all kinds of photos. He's like an, um, I wouldn't say he's a professional photographer, but he's not exactly amateur either. Whatever it is in the middle there, he takes stunning pictures. He's really quite good. He's a talented amateur very talented amateur so he re- released his first book called postcards from youth Peru um, and I'll put a link in the show notes and it's a series of these just gorgeous photos that he took on his trip to Peru um, he went there to talk to the youth in that part of the world um, in the Peruvian jungle mm-hmm. um, and experience life through their eyes through the photos and uh, it's just a beautiful book I got a chance to actually like thumb through it to get it, had it in my hand and was thumbing through it, um, last weekend. So, so cool. So I highly recommend go check that out. <laughs> I'll, I'll promote my brother. Of course, he's, he's just fabulous. And there's, there's information in there as well about his trip. Uh, let's see, what else did we do? Oh, we, we had a field trip to the, um, Fresno State Farm. Um, uh, our, our local, um, one of our local colleges is uh, very ag-related, uh, very, very. ag-central, um, since there's so much farming in this area. Um, so they actually have a working farm. So we got a chance. Finally, we've lived here for so many years, and I've always wanted to go over there and check it out. And we actually finally got a tour of their farms. So we got to see the pigs and the sheep and the cows and the uh, horses. So that was really cool. I got some cool pictures of the kids there, although it was a really hot day that day. So that was me, took a little bit of the fun out of it, but it was still very interesting. And, uh, and anybody who has local colleges, uh, in your area and a local college or university in your area, I recommend go check it out. They might not have a farm, but they might have something you could, you could do a field trip at it, but they have something that they would probably be willing to give, uh, give homeschoolers a tour of. So Uh, let's see. Also, I just saw this really cool video that somebody gave me the link to recently, um, about why advanced math is unnecessary. It's by a, um, math teacher and it's actually something that I had been thinking for a really long time and, um, posted on a forum about, which, uh, which is on a for a website that I'm actually going to talk about later in the show. So I won't mention it now. I'll mention it later. (laughs) Um, And got into this really great discussion about advanced math and whether it's important or not. Um, And I've for a long time felt that it wasn't really important. And this math teacher that did this um, TED Talk basically substantiated everything i had said and or had been thinking for a while so it was really cool to watch i got really into it and i started doing all this research and stuff so that was really fun i um recommend go check that video out i'll put the link in the show notes awesome uh let's see what else um tiran was featured on an intro of bitty bedtime stories that was exciting Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah he's been doing um the guy who does the biddy bedtime story d or dave um he actually um has been putting lots of little hints in the show. Him and Biddy and some of the other characters have been kind of talking about, wouldn't it be cool if some kids would send in recordings, yada, yada, And so, of course, I said, Taryn, you want to do a recording? He said, yeah. And so he did, and they we sent it in, and he put it on the show, and Taryn was so excited. Awesome. <laughs> so I'll put a link in the show notes to that episode. That was really fun. And actually, I've been discussing um, recordings with this... Gentlemen, back and forth, and, uh, he actually wants Tieran to do more. He actually said that he thought Tieran sounded kind of like Linus in the Charlie Brown. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he said it was so cute and he really wanted to have him do more. So he sent me some things to record, uh, Tieran saying, and so I, I just have to sit down and find the time to do it. And, um, Tieran's really excited. He's gonna hear his voice more on the show. <laughs> it's such a fun show. Have you ever listened to it yet? Have you guys Yeah, to yeah,
0: we've listened. I li- in fact, I listened to Tieran's little intro. Oh, um, did you? Specifically, yeah. <laughs> (laughs) And I've listened to a couple of episodes.
1: Yeah. Isn't it cute? It's
0: super cute. It is
1: super cute. I just love Biddy. We were, there were episodes that we have had to actually, cause Maven can't hear it in her bedroom when we're doing, um, uh, bedtime with Tieran is when I listen to after we've done, we're done reading our bedtime story that I turn off the lights and then I play a, a one or two episodes of Biddy Bedtime Stories and they're less than 10 minutes. They're usually like seven or eight minutes, sometimes nine or 10, but that 10 is kind of the maximum. Yeah. So I usually listen to just like one in the dark to help him go to sleep. And, um, and so she can't hear it. She doesn't hear it every night. And I figured, you know, she's 12. She probably wouldn't enjoy it as much. Although Adam and I really <laughs> enjoy them and Adam oh, yeah. actually makes it a point of, of sticking around to hear the bitty bedtime story. And there was one recently. I'll have to find it and put the link in the show notes. I can't remember. Oh, I know it was called, um, Snow Din. Did I send you that link? I think I did. I think I mentioned it. Anyway, we, awesome. we laughed so hard listening to this that Adam like the next day was like you have to play that for Maven so I'm like it's on my iPhone so I'm like playing it for Maven at the kitchen table at one point uh, while we were eating some meal and um so funny we're cracking up it's just really really cute really great humor and the crazy thing is this guy does all of the voices himself every one of those character voices is him like it is they sound so completely different i even asked him i was like do you do all of that and he said yep so he does some amazing recording because he overlaps them and they and even like if they're like off in the background like they sound like they're off in the background like somebody from another room is shouting. He records it in such a way where it sounds like, like Biddy's calling from the other room or something like that. It's, like, amazing. He just, it's just really cool. And then the stories are just so cute. I, I just go on and on about Biddy Bedtime stories because it's just so cute. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this little, uh, this little five-year-old duck. Cute. So, <laughs> yes. And let's see, other big news is that... Um, I finished all the Pinterest pins for all our past episodes. Yay. Very excited about that. Finally, I, we have a board up on Pinterest. If you guys haven't, aren't following us yet, head over to Pinterest and look for, I think we're Savvy Homeschool over there. We're yes. not Savvy Homeschool Moms, right? Cause it was too long. Um, I, I
0: think we're, hold on, I'll look it up. You keep talking.
1: Okay. It's, uh, yeah. So head over there and we have a board that's specifically for all of our podcast episodes. And so you can just hit, hit repin and help promote our show and also, you know, just get the help, you know, just get the word out about our show and and uh save it for future use if you don't if you haven't had a chance to listen to all of our episodes yet, you can pin them and come back yes. to them later. We are Savvy right?
0: Homeschool on Pinterest and repinning us is a painless way for you to share us with yep. your family and friends. Exactly.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that took me quite a while to do, but it was really actually quite fun to do it because I've had so much funny fun with Pick Dot com to make all those those graphics. <laughs> They're just yeah. so much fun. All the different fonts and things that you can do on there. And I'm actually thinking of paying some money to to subscribe so I can get all of the premium features too because I use it so much. Fine, it's very cool. And then the last bit of news that I have is that I loved the season finale of Doctor Who. Yay! <laughs> so did I i'm sad we have to wait till november to see it again but i know <laughs> well that means those of you who are not whovians will not have to hear much about doctor who for the next however many months that ends up being what is that seven months like seven, that seven yeah months? something like that Somewhere around there because it's like the end of november yeah happy birthday to me it's two days after my birthday oh yeah that's right <laughs> cool like a week and a half after mine i think but <laughs> we're yeah. both november babies So So what have you guys been up to for the last couple of weeks?
0: Well, the biggest news, if you ask my children, is that we (laughs) finally built our castle. Yay. Um, we have been saving boxes and stuff like that from the recycling. I keep fishing the cereal boxes back out of the recycling when Dean throws them in there. And I've been, I had this collection of boxes in my room cause I didn't know exactly, like I didn't have like a picture in my head of how we were going to do it. So I figured mm-hmm. having more stuff available is better than having less. And, um, so we finally got it put together this past week because Dean was off for the whole week and I figured I'm going to tackle this while he's home
1: <laughs> so yeah. he can
0: help out. So I got out my trusty glue gun. And he helped out, and we built this awesome cereal box, paper towel roll castle <laughs> that um, has a, a drawbridge and everything. The back of it's open, so they can play. And uh, it's currently inhabited by some small Disney princesses and little Avengers, <laughs> Sir Thor and Sir Iron Man, I and the pictures. Uh, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> they're all excited about that, and um, it's been played with often since we made it. And thankfully, since I used the hot glue gun, it's staying together pretty well. Yay! Yeah, so that was fun. Um, big news around here, probably not to most people, but Dean and I went out on a date. We never, yeah. <laughs> we never go out on dates. It's terrible. And we went good. and saw Star Trek Into Darkness.
1: Ooh, how was that? It was so good. Oh, like, cool.
0: okay, there were, like a lot of people who didn't like it because um, it's not
1: Star Trekky at all. Right, it's like a total action adventure, which exactly, is what Star Trek is about. Exactly, exactly.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and they don't like this new universe that J.J. J. Abrams has created in which he can pick and choose things from classic Star Trek and drop them into places they don't belong. Oh. <laughs> but um, I like it because I have this thing. I've had this thing for a long time where I have the ability to separate characters from their source material, like Alice in Wonderland, for example. You mm-hmm. know, I'm a big fan of Alice in Wonderland. I've read the books. I have 27 copies of it, um, and I just collect Alice in Wonderland stuff. Disney made an Alice in Wonderland movie that had nothing to do with oh, my, yeah. my Alice in Wonderland. Right. It just had the same characters. So I have this ability to go, okay, somebody has taken these characters out of their source material and plopped them into this. And I can appreciate this on its own without having yeah. to worry about how it relates to source material.
1: Yeah,
0: I have the same thing with Star Trek. I <laughs> love Zachary Quintero as <laughs> Spock. And I love Chris Pine as Kirk. And I love... Um, um, Benedict Cumberbatch as the character that he plays. I have promised I will not speak any spoilers. Um, yeah. <laughs> until I, you know, until I feel it's okay. So I am not going to speak any spoilers. And so, um, but I have to say, it was awesome to see a movie in the theater that didn't have. It wasn't a cartoon, and it didn't contain any talking animals, <laughs> unless you know, like the, some of the aliens may have been bordering on that, but. <laughs> But no cartoons, no talking animals. It was fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) And I have to say, I loved Star Trek Into Darkness. I thought it was great. Cool. And Benedict Cumberbatch is just awesome. (laughs) <laughs> and let's see oh um, I um, got a new game for Jack Jack it's called monster truck CVC words I got it from teachers pay teachers I uh, hmm. will put the link in the show notes it was two dollars which means you have to hunt something else down to buy with it because you can't spend less than five dollars on the teacher pay teachers website oh
1: right yes I noticed that
0: but that's okay I, I found mm-hmm. something else that I don't remember what I stuck with it but um, this is awesome it's monster trucks and it's like a card game that you play and mm-hmm. you have to read the CVC words on it and Jack likes it because it's monster trucks and I like it because he's got to read stuff and we played it when daddy was here and it was much more fun with three than two, but um, I definitely recommend it.
1: Uh, CVC is Consonant Vowel, Consonant?
0: Yes, Consonant Vowel, Consonant Words. I just took the exact title off the Mm -hmm. thing, but yeah, Consonant Vowel, Consonant Words because we're still working on that level. Mm -hmm. So. And also in the the area of Jack Jack he started occupational therapy last week. Cool. And he loves it. Oh, he gets yay. to swing and crash and jump and do all this and like throw bean bags and just like <laughs> it's like a little boy dream come true in there. Like he gets to swing on a trampoline and then crash into a bean bag. I mean Oh my gosh. Who doesn't want to do that? Yeah. <laughs> and it's therapy. It's good. Wow. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, so that's pretty cool. And Danielle has been um, making masks. I forgot to mention that in the, when I was writing up my show notes, but I just looked <laughs> over and saw one that she's made. I bought that tag board, you know, for the boys for the science class. Oh, right. And she's just been making like all of these awesome, really cool and interesting masks out of it. Awesome. Yeah, so that's pretty cool. Yeah. And let's see, how about some books? Have you guys read any books?
1: We have. We finally finished The Thirteenth Unicorn by W.D. Newman. We read that together. I read that at bedtime. So we finally finished that, and now we're reading Flight, which is F-L-Y-T-E. They always spell things funky because it's like magic words. Um, By Angie Sage. This is the second Septimus Heap book, and... God, I can't say enough about Septimus Heap. This is a really good series. Well, Angie Sage, the author, is just amazing. Because we're also still reading the um, uh, Aram- Araminta Spooky series. Yeah. Um, Maven read the Vampire Brat book. It's called Vampire Brat. And the, and then the next one is called Ghost Sitters. And that's book, uh let's see four and five, I believe, of the um, Araminta spooky series, which is actually on Tyrion's reading level. But let me tell you, these books are so good that Maven and I are soaking them up as soon as I, I order them for Tyrion and Tyrion's in the middle of Vampire Brat right now, I think. And um, and so am I actually. <laughs> no, wait, he's no, he's in the middle of Ghost Sitters. That's right. He finished Vampire Brat already. The book is just so well written. I'm right now in search of Another series similar to this that's, that's on the same quality level because there's just not a whole lot on his reading level because he's not quite at the full on chapter book level. I mean, he technically could read it, but he gets overwhelmed because it's too big and, and, um, the, w- and probably some of the words are not always appropriate for him and maybe some of the content as well because he is still only seven. Yeah. Um, so, God, if anybody out there knows of any other series that are, really good quality, but on the, um, what do they call these? They're not called early readers anymore. They're called in-betweeners, I think. Is that what those? I think that's what the book section in the library is called in-betweeners. It's like, they're not early, be, early readers anymore, but they're not fully onto the chapter book shelves yet. There's, there's some things I can find on those shelves, but you know, small, like the, like the, um, magic tree house and the, um, And the Boxcar Children series, but, but more complicated, um, is actually better because those books are so dumbed down. It's ridiculous. (laughs) Now he still likes the Magic Treehouse books. So I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to stop him from reading them or anything, but we just love this Angie Sage series because it's not only is it short, it's a little bit longer than, um, those other series, but the, but the big thing about it is it's just, it's not dumbed down. It's funny. It's really well written, but it's still written. Um, in a way that a seven, five, six, seven-year-old would probably still completely understand everything they're talking about, and it's funny. Oh my god! I just <laughs> just this morning I was reading a section of, of Vampire Brat out loud to my husband because I'm like, this is why I like this book. <laughs> this is so funny, <laughs> just the way that it's written, and it's all like you know, kind of Adam's family like. So that's funny. So Fine. Maven is still diving through that. Um, oh no, that's right, that's the last. So she's finished that series. So she Maven read Vampire Brat and Ghost Sitters by Angie Sage. And then she also got the third and the fourth book in the warrior, Warriors series, which is these warrior cats. Um, the number three was called Forest of Secrets and number four was called Rising Storm. And these are by Erin Hunter. And this is a series that some of her friends have recommended. And so she had to go check them out. And she really, really likes them a lot. So she's currently waiting for the warrior book number five and six to come in from the library. So she's taking a break right now until that comes in, which should hopefully be any day now. They're usually pretty quick. Yeah, And Tyrion read Revolutionary War on Wednesday, Twister on Tuesday, and Stage Fright on a Summer Night by Mary Pop- Pope Osborne, which I'm sure you can all tell is the Magic Treehouse series. Yeah, <laughs> They're very familiar sounding names. <laughs> and then, like I said, he read Vampire Brat, um, which is number four by Angie Sage um, in the Araminta Spooky series. And he's currently working on Ghost Sitters. Uh, and me, I actually still am totally fascinated by the F L D L D S L S. No, I was going to say LSD. That's not right. I F L D S. I can't get these letters lined up right. Yeah. The fundamentalist LDS Mormon church. They're not the same as mainstream Mormons. Anyway, right. they're the polygamists. Um, They're holy cow, crazy and and amazing and fascinating and oh my goodness, I can't stop reading it. So I read another book about another person who came out of that. um, Last time I talked about Lost Boy, and this time I read Stolen Innocence by Alyssa Wall. I'm actually thinking I might want to go into reading some um, Amish books next. I'm like so fascinated by these little subcultures. Yeah, (laughs) they're interesting. They really are. Yeah, I can't I can't stop. There's actually a bunch more books. I'm actually looking for some of the books by the. There's a bunch by the people with the last name Jessup, which is a big family over there. There's like three or four, I think different people from the Jessup family who escaped from the FLDS. And, um, Wrote books and so I've actually put holds on those and waiting for those to come in from the library as well. So we'll see when those come in. But in the meantime, I've, I'm still trying to work my way through Fahrenheit 451, which so far isn't really grabbing me, so I'm not like <laughs> constantly diving into it. I keep looking at it going, I really should read that. I really should read more than a, like three pages. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Like, I should yeah, get back into on. that. Give the story a chance. I know that's. I will. I will. I'm going to give it more. It just hasn't grabbed me yet. So, but um, but I'm not giving up on it. And I may very well end up absolutely loving it. I haven't gotten into it enough to to really say one way or the other. It just hasn't made me feel like I need to sit down and devour it. Um, and then I have another book from the library right now that's sitting there waiting for me, but I'm like, no, I must read Fahrenheit 451 first. <laughs> and this book is called Kitchen House by Kathleen Grissom, which I heard somebody else mention somewhere on a website. I don't even remember where and ordered it and it came in and I hadn't even remembered it. So it looks good. So we'll see. <laughs> huh. So I'll be reading that one next. And then of course, I'm, I'm getting through v- Vampire Brat when I have time to sit sit down I'll be able to like finish it in like a half an hour probably it's really quite short yeah so I'm also reading Vampire Brow so what um are you guys reading
0: well Danielle is reading Mysterious Messages by Gary Blackwood which is a book all about um ciphers and codes and those sorts of things hmm Nonfiction, of course. And um, she also has this series of books that she got from teacher um, Bobby um, by Ralph Fletcher. They're How to Write Your Life Story, How Writers Work, and A Writer's Notebook. And they're all about um, teaching kids to write, like hmm. write stories and that kind uh-huh. of thing. And so um, those have been interesting. I, I uh, was at a focus group uh, the other day for a, a company that makes paint, and um, I made her a diary with, while I was there so that she could take notes for her, her how writers work kind of books that she's yeah. reading. Yeah, uh, I think it ended up being used for Minecraft purposes, but you know,
1: <laughs> the intention
0: <Yeah>. was <laughs> that she should write what she's learning in these books in it? But you know. I also found these really awesome Lego books by Sean Kenny. Um, So far, we have cool cars and cool castles. This is what Jack-Jack is reading. Mm -hmm. And they're actually books that show you how to build things out of Legos. And Sean Kenny is like a master Lego builder. Mm -hmm. And so I've also um, requested cool robots and cool cities, I think, from the library. Hmm. They're really, visually, they're gorgeous. And they you know, they they teach you how to build things with Legos. So they're pretty awesome. And Jack is desperately trying to come over here and tell me in my ear exactly how awesome they are. <laughs> he heard me talking about them and felt the need to, to- to talk about it and in addition i've gotten some of the um, easy readers that are lego based and jack is way more interested in those than he's been in any of the Yay. easy readers i've ever gotten a hold of him ever so there's a <laughs> pirate one right now that he's very interested in
1: cool yeah nice. um
0: i'm finishing um raising a sensory smart child by Lindsay beal still a fantastic resource and just came in from the library unnatural creatures which is a book of short stories that was edited by neil gaiman and I'm looking forward to um, seeing what sort of short stories would be selected by Neil Gaiman.
1: <laughs>
0: you know, he seems like he would read the kind of stuff that I read. Yeah, And let's see, together we read Days of Nights by Christopher Maynard. It's a level three easy reader about the Middle Ages. Mm-hmm. Um, Joan of Arc by Diane Stanley, which is an awesome um, biography of Joan of Arc. Mm-hmm. King Arthur and the Knights of the Round Table by Emma Stern and Beverly Lindsay, which is a big, thick book of collected stories about King Arthur and the Knights of the Round Table.
1: Beverly or Barbara?
0: Barbara, sorry,
1: sorry, Beverly Lindsay. Barbara, you're Beverly. My apologies for <laughs> messing up your
0: name. And we just finished listening to Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. In fact, um, our our mutual friend Tiffany just graduated from college, and we went to our graduation party. And we parked in the parking lot and listened to the end. No, <laughs> funny. Before we went into the party, because like literally, we pulled up just at the final, you know, the final bit there in the yeah. vaults. And I was like, Ah, I can't. We can't go in. We've got to finish. So uh-huh. I texted her. I'm like, um, We're currently trying to save the Sorcerer's Stone, but we'll be in in a few minutes. <laughs>
1: That's so funny. I've actually been rewatching all of the movies again, and I'm totally getting into Harry Potter again. <laughs> yeah, like I well, like I said
0: when I when we first started listening to it, like I'm listening to it, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I forgot, yeah. you know. I know because it's it's cool. been so long since I've read them, so it's been really fun. So we have number two on request from the library. Hopefully, it'll come in pretty soon. And um, yeah, so that's what we've been doing. And I might have to hunt something else down in between if there's a long list of library. I haven't checked exactly where we are in the positioning, so.
1: Yeah. Somebody was just mentioning, oh, I know, it was Hannah, Maven's friend Hannah, um, was mentioning Pottermore. Have you seen that website? Yeah, actually, I have an
0: account on Pottermore.
1: Yeah, I have to go check it out again because when I was looking at it before, I think it had either just started or hadn't started yet or something because they were really hyping it. And Yeah, there was a long old
0: waiting list to get on that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so I have to check that out again and see if that's something that, that we might be interested in once we get back into Harry Potter again. Maven really liked the books when I was reading them to her, but now she couldn't really tell you anything that happened to them. So obviously she wasn't totally, completely infatuated with it, but I thought they were fabulous and I've read them twice now. So yeah, (laughs) once by myself and once with her.
0: I love them. I, and I love the series. uh, I love the movies. I love
1: the actors in the movies. Yeah. It's bizarre watching those kids grow up. It and is to really go from little bitty kids to buff young men. It's like, what the heck? Well, at least Ron's buff and Terry not so much. Well <laughs> like Neville? Did you see how Neville grew up? I know. It's insane. It's like and I'm watching them all back to back so like within a few days they're like they i got older. Holy cow. It's crazy. I think it's it's just awesome. They picked just the right. Just the right uh, actors for all the parts. Although I have to say the first time I saw the first movie, I didn't think Snape was right. Now I love him because I've seen all the movies and I love that actor now. But when I first saw the character, I mean the actor that played Snape, I was like, he didn't look anything like I pictured him from the book. And I was really disappointed, but he grew on me. <laughs> oh, yeah. It, uh, see, I really like that actor in general. So, so I like him too. But you know, a Robin Hood: Prince of Thieves is one of my favorite movies. Oh too, my so. god,
0: that's like one of the worst versions of Robin Hood ever made. <laughs> I still love it. <laughs> oh, like okay, well, <laughs> I'll still be friends with you. It's okay. <laughs> and now is the time on our show when we like to give a little bit of time to our sponsors.
1: This episode of the Savvy Homeschool Moms is brought to you by Moving Beyond the Page, the homeschool curriculum that I use for science, social studies and language arts. I get to read great books, do creative projects, and learn critical thinking skills. Learn more at www.movingbeyondthepage.com and use the coupon code SAVVYMOMS for free shipping on your next order. Do you remember what it's like to be an adolescent? Postcards from Youth needs youth photographers' images and words to participate in the conversation. If you have children aged 11 to 17, we invite you to have them submit photos they have taken of their surroundings, family, friends, community, interests, and concerns to our website, postcardsfromyouth.com. And now it's time for our links of the week. So this week I have livingmath.net, which is something that I swore I thought I had mentioned at least once if not more times on this site, on this podcast before, but I went back and I dug around and apparently I have not, and I can't believe I have not, because this is an amazing website. So if you want um, creative ideas of things to do with your kids um, that are math related, this is the place to go. It is insane how much stuff is on here, which is why I actually have never dug as deeply into it as I would really like to, and I really mean to. Um, but let's see, just looking on there, just the the menu, across the top not the sub menus because each one has like 10 or 15 sub menus there's there's all kinds of articles about math related topics there's reader lists they have all kinds of books in here that are like picture books and um, nonfiction, like books that you can get a library and whatnot that you can get for your kids to read about math related topics like like for example the um circumference books you've seen yeah. those right Yeah, those are something that is on here and, um, I've heard about because of the people from the site. Uh, there's just a tons and tons. It looks like they break it down by math concepts. So there's like early, early concepts, uh, multiplication, division, time, calendars, money, blah, blah, blah. There's all different topics in here, um, math related. And these are all reader lists. These are all books that you can get about these specific Um, topics. And then there's ideas, there's learning ideas, and they have all kinds of creative ideas of things to do with, with math. And the idea here being living math, being like how you would use math in your day-to-day living is, uh, is kind of a theme here. Um, and just creative ways of learning math. And then there's reviews um, of different books. And then there's games and lesson plans and math programs and math sites. I mean, th- this this site is just n- and never-ending. There's just so, so much here. And then the thing that I've really made the most use out of here is that they have a Yahoo group. It's called the Living Math Forum. Um, so if you go to Yahoo groups, you can search Living Math Forum and you'll find it. Um And I'll put the link in the show notes as well. And that is actually where I went, um, like I was mentioning earlier, that um, I had been thinking. I don't even remember what made me think of it again. But for some reason, I was thinking about math. And I was thinking about how, like, I never took calculus. And I took trigonometry, but I couldn't tell you anything about it. And I just felt like that was such a waste of time um advanced algebra and trigonometry and all that. And I just have had it in my head for a while. Like, why do we need to learn this? Mm-hmm. And, um and so I had had this in my mind for a while and I had been meaning to research it. So I was like, do people skip advanced math? Is that something that people do? And so I went on onto the Living Math forum and I posted it there, and I was like, "Do you, do you have a plan? Do any of you plan to s- uh, intentionally skip advanced math?" And it started this whole big long discussion. So you can go onto the forums and see it. It's it's fairly recent and, as of this broadcast. <laughs> when mm-hmm. the, if you're listening to this <laughs> around the time when uh, when this was recorded, if not, you have to find out what the date was and go back. But um and just really fascinating stuff. So, of course, there's different, you know, different people thinking different things there and had some very good things to say on both sides of the issue as well. So but that is where I got the the link to the the video that somebody sent me um the TED Talks video, and um, it's just, it's just got my brain thinking in so many different directions on this. In fact, I, I think we should probably do a show about this at some point, <laughs> once I've had more time to research it some more, and and once we could talk about it, but this is, we definitely need to dive into math a little bit deeper at some point, but in the future, <laughs> Yeah. what is your link of the week? My link of the week
0: is biology, cor- the biology corner, it's com. And the reason I found this one is because, you know, we've been using the um, Pandia Press Biology 2 science book, and I'm finding that we're having a very hard time from subpar microscopes
1: mm-hmm. um,
0: being able to see what we need to see when we're, you know, doing the microscope labs. And in addition, the idea of putting together a plaster of Paris cell model <laughs> sort of just turned my stomach. So I found this website where you can print off um, you can print off worksheets, including what we used, which was a f- detailed model that we colored um, and used. We made a color key and everything for um, this, the animal and the plant cells. In addition, they have places where you can actually go and look at cell images. So if mm. you were supposed to look at a cheek cell and all you're seeing is nothing, you can go to this website and <laughs> click a few places and you will actually be able to see the what the cheek cells should have looked like had you done it correctly, which we obviously didn't. Um, I think it's our microscope, actually. We just have a crappy (laughs) microscope. But, you know, what are you going to do? It also (laughs) has um, really cool things like fetal pig dissection, frog dissection, rat dissection. So when it comes time to have to do that, you know, if you choose not to do it, uh, what is it doing in real life? In vivo? If you choose not Mm -hmm. to do it that way, you can do it this way. You can go through and it actually has detailed pictures of all of the steps of frog dissection without Mm. formaldehyde smell. (laughs) So I think that's pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, It has um, information for biology, anatomy, and physics. It um, has sections for evolution, for ecology, genetics, all sorts of great stuff. And um, it's just a really great little resource for when you need a little thing. Like I'm just using it as like when I need a little thing to just bump up what we're doing because what we're doing isn't quite hands-on enough. We need something to add to it you know, I find this website has a lot of really great things that could be used to just add a little tiny bit more to what you're doing at the moment. Cool. So biologycorner.com.
1: Yay. Yeah. And now's the time when we'd like to give some of our listeners some recognition. Um, and first of all, we'd like to say a big, great big thank you for all the happy anniversary wishes on our Facebook page. We've Yay. actually made it to the one year mark. Yeah. Crazy. I can't believe it. Time flew. It did. <laughs> so let's see. On iTunes, we have a new review that from Johnny that says. I have been devouring this podcast for about two weeks. I appreciate the chatter. They share some great info there too. The topics are relevant and exactly what I need to gain the confidence for our homeschooling journey, which starts this coming fall. I am a podcast connoisseur and listen to lots of many different topics, and I truly appreciate the show notes that include everything they mention in the show, a gem of a podcast. When I get caught up, I will miss having them to listen to every day. (laughs) Oh, thank Thank you, you, Johnny or Joni. I'm not sure which it is. Yeah, I was thinking (laughs) Joni myself, but yeah, I I guess growing up, we used to listen to Johnny Erickson. So I thought of Johnny Erickson. (laughs) Ah. Well, (laughs) whichever
0: one it is. Yeah, whatever, whichever (laughs) it
1: is, we appreciate the input. Thank you.
0: (laughs) And um, on our website, we got a comment from Kristen and said, just finished listening to episode 30. Another one out of the park is there any end to your insight and knowledge i swear it's like an awesome book series that you thrill about when the next one comes out you are like the harry potter of homeschooling podcast <laughs> that's so cracked us that up oh my gosh i'm like we're harry potter <laughs> Because I remember waiting for the Harry Potter books to come out. You know, like, that's funny. I was at the
1: midnight release party at the library for the last oh, no. one. Oh, you were one of those. I was, well, I was at the library, not the bookstore. I, I worked at Bar- or Borders when one of them came out, and I wasn't into the books yet. So, <laughs> but I tend to reject things when they're popular and pick them up later once the furor f- f- has gone down. <laughs> <laughs> So from Facebook, we had one more from Meg and she says, I am listening to episode 30 and I had to pause and write you immediately. My son is six and a half and recently diagnosed with autism, diagnosed with SPD years ago. And that would be, what's SPD? Sensory processing disorder. Thank you. I knew you'd know. <laughs> and I should mention episode 30 is the episode where we talked about um, homeschooling with autism, a child with autism with our friend Janelle. Uh, let's see. And then she says, a friend brought over some books for us, including Raising a Sensory Smart Child, but I haven't opened them yet. After a terrible visit with the pediatrician today, who is not on my son's side, your podcast is exactly what I needed to hear. Thank you. Oh, that was so sweet welcome. to hear, Meg. We really appreciate that. Yes. Hopefully things will be looking up for you soon. Yes.
0: And now we'd like to move on to our main topic of today's show, summer planning and learning. Now, if you listened to our last episode, you probably heard me at the end say that our next episode would be an interview with Deborah Marcus, the bitter homeschooler. But unfortunately, we haven't been able to get our schedules aligned with hers. So we're going to have to put that episode off until we can both Get, or So until we can all get on the same calendar page yeah. at the same time. <laughs> so look forward to that. It, we're hoping it will still happen because we are really looking forward to it. But today we're going to talk about summer planning and learning. Now, just because a calendar says it's summer doesn't mean that all homeschooling grinds to a halt. I know for us personally, summertime is a great time to continue our studies because it's often literally too hot to set foot outside unless we're headed someplace with an air conditioner or like one of those water play areas. Mm. So we use these days of self-imposed house rest to squeeze in some learning. Um, We like to keep it relaxed enough that if we are invited to a friend's house to swim or have an opportunity to get out of this awful hot valley, that we can jump on it without disrupting anything. Summertime can be a good time for families in a more traditional homeschooling situation such as public school but also to try out homeschooling to see how it works for their family. And last summer is a great time to start planning for the fall.
1: Yep. So um, I've actually recently been um, working through my schedule for the summer um, and I had been posting about it on my own page and I had a request to share my summer schedules that I've recently worked out, um, which includes summer homeschool planning. So here's what I have been putting together Um, and I will put some photos in the show notes as well because um, even though it's not particularly neat and tidy, um, some people might want to see how I've got it all plot it out. but So it already feels like summer here in the Central Valley and the heat's starting to get underway. And um, I have to start planning now before the heat really kicks it up a notch because my brain seriously just shuts off once the heat starts. So um, I am actually... Going to be taking the summer off from homeschooling for the most part, although we're still going to do math, and I might—I don't know—we'll see what else I can squeeze in. I've been actually thinking as we were planning this show and reading some of your notes. I'm "Hmm, going—that sounds like a good idea. (laughs) "Hmm, That sounds like so we may be doing some other things, but I'm not putting any major planning into it because I'm making my summer be um, a complete revamp of my house and my homeschool planning schedule and all that. I'm not revamp for the homeschooling so much because it, it's really pretty much well on track, but I need to get ready for the, for the next school year. So I've actually already plotted out my entire summer, which is, if you know me at all, is really bizarre because yeah. I don't usually do this, but I just got a bee in my bonnet recently all of a sudden. And I was just like, if I'm going to get anything done this summer, because I know me and I know summertime here, if you listen to last summer's episodes, you know, I don't get anything done over the summer because it's so... <laughs> hot and i don't deal well with the heat and you know it's upper 90s and m- low hundreds all summer long here which has already started here yes. in may so <laughs> in the central valley california it's hot <laughs> so i actually started plotting it all out and i went crazy and i'm like well if i feel like doing it now i better just do it because later on i'm not going to get to it so i actually um planned out i divided i what i did was i thought about my entire house and what i wanted to do because over the school year um everything's just kind of fallen by the wayside i don't know maybe there's other there's i imagine there's other families out there too where you're focusing so much on the homeschooling the house kind of falls apart yes and i have been just like forget it i'm just going to get to it over the summer and so this is what i'm doing is i'm planning to get control over it over the summer because I know that during the school year it's going to all fall, fall by the wayside again mm-hmm. so if I can get it all in order and get it organized I'm thinking there's probably other people out there that are probably thinking the same thing so this is for you guys that this might benefit this is what I'm doing and it was asked that I share this so um I divided my house into zones very fly lady like mm-hmm. <laughs> I just went through and I and I you know, wrote out every area of my house and then I combined some of the smaller ones and I divided that up, spread them evenly across all the weeks that I have for summer vacation, leaving four weeks at the end for homeschool planning. So that way I don't have to stress and think about it during the rest of the school year. I'm going to get to the homeschooling. I have four straight weeks planned for homeschool planning and I know I've got it. So I'm not going to worry about that right now. You know, I've got it all plotted out. Yeah. And so then each week, is a different zone, just like Fly Lady. <laughs> and then each, each zone, I s- sectioned it up. I went and I, I jotted down notes to myself of every little part of the room. It made each room or each zone into zones. So I've got like the desk, the dresser, the, you know, the floor, the closet, you know, each one is a different zone in the zone mm-hmm. or an area in the zone. And I broke that up amongst the seven days and divided that up. So that makes each day something to do. That's actually in a tiny enough piece that I can actually get, you know, I could get a lot done on it. Hopefully get the whole thing done. If I don't get it all done, eh, we'll move on (laughs) because anything that I do is going to be an improvement at this point. (laughs) So that's what I'm doing with that. And I, um, Let's see, and, and I'll, as I, as I'm going along, I'll probably post some pictures over the summer because this is going to be a really big deal for me. So by the end of the summer, I should hopefully, if all goes well, have a totally reorganized and clean house, or as close as possible. And I'm particularly focusing on our homeschool area. Um, that area is, is doing okay but I feel like it could be more efficient and if I can get it into a in a really good efficient working order over the summer it'll be ready for the fall and I'm hoping that that will carry us through the whole school year we'll see I'm sure that's going to need some tweaking but um, and then I went through the four weeks of homeschool planning and I split that up by how many subjects I have to plan So I have, I actually combined math and language arts into one week because math is easy peasy for me to plan because I already know what I'm doing. I know what math curriculum I'm using. So I don't have to really research that much. Language arts is going to be a little bit harder because I still haven't completely landed on a specific, I've got a couple of different things I want to do, but I'm going to research some other ideas that I have as well. So that will take a little bit longer, but I combined those two in the first week. The second week I'm doing social studies. The third week I'm doing science. The fourth week I put the arts and field trip planning in there because I think that's really important to plan for the school year as well. Things that I um, want to make sure happen. I don't want to just assume that somebody in the area is going to plan plan a right. field trip for us. That you know maybe I want to go to the planetarium this year, and I want to make sure it happens. So I'll plan it. So so that's what I've got for my four weeks of homeschool planning. And then by the end of summer, again, the idea is that I'll have a complete plan for the coming school year. Um, and because I'm, I've already got those four weeks blocked off, then I don't have to keep losing track of what I'm doing and getting off track thinking about ideas for that because I've already got those four weeks planned. So I, maybe I'll jot down the notes if I come up with an idea, but I'm not going to work on it yet because <laughs> I'm going to focus on the house, Yeah, which, you know, if your house isn't in order, it really does affect your homeschooling. Yeah, Definitely. So that's my goal because I am so tired of how bad our house has gotten. So that is my plan and then for the 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 homeschool plan for the for the new year, I'm going to be taking whatever it is that I want to complete, so like say math, mammoth, six, a, and B for maven um and I take however many weeks we have. Or actually, no, I think I actually broke it down by school days because they tell you exactly how many school days that we have for our charter school. Right. So I took the actual amount of school days. This is what I did last year. And I'll just do it again because it, it worked really well. Divide that up. And um, and then I actually packaged. I have a picture that I posted on Instagram at one point where I actually packaged each week of lessons together and stapled them and wrote the dates on it. So that we know exactly what it is we're supposed to be getting done by the end of the week. It doesn't matter to me if they get the right amount done on the day as long as it's done by the end of the week. And then we can see where we're at. If we're behind, then I kind of jiggy it and, you know, go and race it and move the dates over a little bit. But, you know, it, it kind of, it works. <laughs> it worked for us this year, and I think I'm going to be able to do that with the other subjects as well. So I'll do the same thing, figure out what exactly what we want to do for the, the coming year and break it up by however many weeks or days that um, that we have. Um, allotted for the school year so right and another thing that i'm going to be doing also is making sure to plan fun stuff for the kids to do all summer i've actually started already organizing play groups and um, water play th- through the week with our with our local friends local homeschool friends particularly because we really want to see all of our school friends over the summer because we don't normally see them over the summer um last year we didn't get to see any of our school friends because they're all down at visalia so this year since our school friends are now our homeschool friends Mm -hmm. (laughs) from the charter school are here in town. We'll be able to see them. So we're really excited about that. So I'm planning out, Things to do over the summer because it's not going to all be about me and cleaning the house and I'm not going to be putting my kids to work constantly all summer long because that would be a a bit of torture. (laughs) So I'm putting also at the same time that I'm planning all this, I'm putting in play dates and um, also including the summer library programs and there's also free movies that will be happening because it always does and also maybe throw some occasional field trips in there. And as things go along, I'll probably mention it on the show. I'm sure it'll come up. So you'll hear more about the progress, and if you want any more pro- any more information, you're feel free to email me. Um, I don't think that what I'm doing is anything particularly <laughs> magical, but I had been requested that I that I share it, so I thought I would share in case it helps anybody. So that's what go. I've got going on. Well, I'm
0: going to put my kids to work all summer long, I am evil. (laughs) We do continue our form of learning over the summer, and um, we do that for many reasons. One of the main ones is to avoid summer learning loss. Uh, Children can lose many of the skills that they learn during the school year, because summertime doesn't offer them the opportunity to practice these skills, higher math (laughs) being a really good example of that. You have to go out and find opportunities to use algebra. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Also, I find that our lives flow better when we we have some structure, like for our class, you know, our schoolwork, and when we don't take big long breaks from schoolwork. If we work a few days a week over the summer, it keeps us in the habit and it saves us from that fall freak out when they figure out, oh my gosh, we have to go back to school. (laughs) (laughs) And um, they're falling on the floor screaming because they realize that um, the days of playing video games all day are gone. And so, um, one of the fun things like Tina mentioned that you can do to keep the learning going all summer long is to participate in a summer reading program. We discussed these in episode four of the podcast. So if you go to SavvyHomeschoolMoms.com forward slash four, you will pull up our show that's all about summer reading programs. Some children are motivated um, by the chance to earn a free book or other small prizes. Um If your family isn't one of those sorts that would like that kind of program, then feel free to design your own summer reading program. I bet you that'd be a ton of fun to like mm-hmm. make a chart and make prizes and stuff. It'd be fun. Um, and this can be really super helpful if you have a reluctant reader. I have a reluctant reader. And so um I'm all about the, oh, you can get a free book if you read these books. And then they're excited about it. Um, Now, summer learning can take on a lot of uh, many different forms. Um, It doesn't have to look just like your regular school year. For us, summer learning does look a lot like our regular school year, but it's on a much more relaxed schedule. It's a great time to catch up on all those little things that slip through the crack during the school year educational-wise as opposed to house cleaning-wise, which I guess is where you guys are. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe you didn't quite finish up your language arts or your math curriculum. Summer is a great time to get those loose ends finished up so you can start, start fall fresh and prepared to move on to the next thing. Um, I know for us, we're going to be finishing up, um, math curriculum. We're going to be finishing up language arts curriculum and, um, summer is a great time to incorporate something new that maybe you wanted to try, but you never found a place to squeeze it in. For us, that's the mapping the world by heart. Mm-hmm. We got started on it and then we had a really hard time keeping going with it because there, I couldn't find the right place to stuff it in our schedule. <sighs> And um, my printer did that freak out thing where it wouldn't print maps. Right. So now I have a new printer. Thank you, mommy. <laughs> <laughs> my mommy bought me a new printer. So,
1: <laughs> so
0: now I have a new printer, and um, I really want to get back to working on that. So that's yeah, a
1: really cool curriculum.
0: It is. It's awesome, and I really want to do it. So because, like, I feel like I don't know enough about the world. Like, yeah. I don't know where things are. Um, I, I would be ashamed to tell you some of the things that I've thought when I've heard places on the news and went, Oh, isn't that Oh, wait? No, it's, (laughs) (laughs) I feel like an idiot. I'm glad I don't speak out loud very often in those instances. (laughs) Um, so I want my kids to be better at geography than I am. So summertime's a great time. We can hit this curriculum. It's fun. It's a, it's, it's a fun curriculum. So it's not like it's going to be slave work or anything like that. They're not going to be, you know, Uh, complaining about having to do it. And it's summertime is a good time to do it because we can do it very casually. You know, we can Mm -hmm. just work on it on our schedule. Um, Another great thing you can do during the summer is to allow children to decide what they want to study. Summer can be a great time to delve into deep research projects that you often don't have time to do with all the other pressures of the school year individual or group research unit studies and lap books can be utilized to turn almost any subject out there into a learning opportunity to keep minds active um are you going someplace this summer like i was just reading this great blog about having fun on summer vacation at disney world <laughs> and about how to homeschool using disney world Whoa. so if yeah, if you're going someplace really cool, why not incorporate that into your summer homeschooling? Right, children can research destinations, price travel options, make itineraries. They can use maps to plan the best way to get someplace or to find interesting places to stop along the way. I'm not saying you have to let your kids plan your entire vacation, but you know you can get input from them that can be valuable uh, learning experiences for them. Visiting with families, um, can your family can. Lend itself to working on family histories. You can ask an older family member for stories that a child could write down or to illustrate. Theme parks offer a great opportunity to introduce budgeting, letting children calculate ticket prices or how much they can spend on snacks or gifts. There's all sorts of great ways that you can work a vacation time, like I mean vacation, leaving the house and going someplace interesting, into a learning experience. Well, I mean, being home can be a learning experience as well, but go someplace is much more fun. (laughs) So there are many benefits to making the conscious decision to continue learning over the summer. And the reason I say conscious decision is I get that learning happens all the time. Like it really does. Well, I'm talking about making a conscious decision to learn A, B, and C. Um, you, have, you have the freedom to work at a much more relaxed pace with plenty of time to take part in other fun summer activities. So at least for us at the Gist Academy, we will be using the time to get caught up on the things that we didn't finish and to learn about the geography of the earth. I have a few more links um, with some great articles that I'd like to share with you guys. So I will put those in the show notes so you can read over them at your leisure. And I think that's everything I wanted to say.
1: Yeah, sounds great. Got some great ideas there. Yep. So if you like our show, please leave us a review on iTunes and tell your friends all about us.
0: You can follow us on Twitter at Savvy Homeschool, on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Savvy Homeschool Moms, on Pinterest we are Savvy Homeschool, and
1: we're on Instagram we are Savvy Homeschool Moms. To leave us a voicemail message with your questions or comments, call 559-426-6670 or drop us an email at moms at SavvyHomeschoolMoms.com. For links
0: to resources shared in this episode and to view notes on all of our shows, you can visit us on the web at SavvyHomeschoolMoms.com.
1: You can also find Becky on the web at BeckyTatro.com, and I can be found at HomeschoolRealm.com. And the links for those are also on the Savvy Homeschool Moms website on our About pages. Goodbye, everybody. Have a great week, and come back and take a break with
0: us again next time. Bye. Bye. I heard a little goodbye. (laughs) Jack's over here stealing my soda, that's why.
1: (laughs) I said, I said, Tieran, do you hear me? Maven, do you hear me? They both said yes, and he said, and I said, Adam, do you hear me? And he said, no. (laughs) Dork. Um,
0: la 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 la. (laughs) Hi. Come back again, take. La la la. la.